Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Why do ghosts love the Golden Corral? I don't know. Why? Because they love an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> but I thought they liked burritos. Can you get burritos at buffets? I don't, I don't know. Do they have burritos at the Golden Burral? Who's to say? <laughs> all I can say is it's spoop hour. paranormal comedy podcast you listen to us we had a hard time with that joke today we did even though it didn't take me that long to come up with no. it it's not a complex it, it was, joke it was also like a very last minute edition where we sat down to record and you went oh there's i don't have a joke and then about a minute later you're like i have a joke but then I, it just took a while for us to get it out i have a very unique set of skills and they're mostly coming up with a ghost-based puns mm-hmm. and games and games thank you mm-hmm. i tried we have a game today yes. but we'll get to that so you can find us on the internet. That's it. That's it. <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Spoop Hour. You can also write to us. Spoophour at gmail.com. We but, still need to get a website and maybe a Facebook group. Yeah, because we hit 4,000 downloads today, which makes me wonder, who are you people? Who are you people? Because we actually, our goal, we were like, well, maybe when we hit 2,500 downloads, we'll have a Facebook because group. Because we thought that was going to be like a long way off. And then we were like, well, when we hit 3,000. Well, maybe when and we hit thirty five hundred, and now we're at four thousand. Yeah, I so, don't know who. Like, we don't. We don't know you people. We don't know you people. Please also, don't murder us. But also, like, we do this for ourselves because we think we're funny. We do four thousand listens. Like, I, I know. Thanks. Thank you. We love it. We don't mean to sound accusatory. Yeah, I'm just. Thank you for listening to I'm our just, dumb conversations. I'm just confused. It is very puzzling. It's, but you know what else is also confusing? Hmm. There are good people in this world. Yesterday, so, what, today is Thursday. Yes. No. That's part of why yes. we struggled with the opener. We're recording this on okay. Thursday evening. So. We don't usually record on weeknights for this very reason. And we usually, yeah, don't record this far out, but mm-hmm. after, when you guys are hearing this on Tuesday, I will have been at an anime convention all weekend. So I'm, I'm helping out with Pop Culture Bento, or by the time you guys are listening to this, I was helping Pop Culture Bento. How was it? Was it great? I, probably. <laughs> Jack made me business cards. Oh, nice! Yeah, I am now Sasha, press assistant. All right, there <laughs> so, you go. So, that's cool. But yeah, so we're recording on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, Wednesday, so now almost a week <laughs> out from listening. Time you, travel's hard, guys. Time travel is difficult. But I made an Amazon wish list for my classroom. Most of it is books for my classroom library, because I really want to promote promote literacy. I'm an English teacher, so I read like a books, book. right? Read a book. Read a book that's not, like, like assigned curricula, right? <laughs> like, let's read something for fun! But a lot of my books are really old or outdated, so I just, like, put out an Amazon wish list, and people have already bought things. It's and really I don't nice. understand. 
you guys are so nice. You Thank guys you are so, so nice. Much. Thank you. We, and it's just like random people I've never heard of, like because mm-hmm. people have been retweeting it, and I'm just so thankful. Things have gone off the list, and I'm just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. So thank you, so, Boo Nevolent donators. Yeah, thank you. I oh just had God. an idea yeah. for what we can call people because we also had Boo Nev. Yes, Boo Nevolent. So we also had someone reach out to us, and I probably will never stop crying about it. <laughs> right, me too. Someone recommended that we set up a Patreon so that they could chip in a dollar a month to help us buy snacks. That's so sweet. Like, oh my God! Thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate it. I'm shoveling cookies down my pie hole, thereby making it my cookie hole because I was so busy doing my research, I didn't eat dinner. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm really hungry, so I'm just like housing these pumpkin snickers. They were very good. Yeah. Yeah, So we'll talk about that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Once I get into the school, because I had everything shipped to the school, Mm -hmm. once I get in there, which by the time you're listening to this, I'm at school because I'm doing field trips all this week where I'm (laughs) taking students to to a college and then we're doing an escape room and then... Yeah, it's, it's four days of field trips. It's it's day one is a college tour. Day two is escape rooms. Day three is the museum in DC, Aww. and then day four is the Folger. If I just so. go to the escape room place at the same time as you, can I like do yeah. an escape room? If with we you guys? if we have one kid who like just drops out, we'll be like, yes. this is a very just tall... text me, and I'll stand up at work and be like, there's an emergency, and there's just, a very like, tall leave. child. <laughs> I was this height in high school. But yeah. yeah, once I get into the building and I open up these Amazon packages, I will know who are the benevolent Boonefactors. Boonefactors, <laughs> and I will give you a shout out on our show. Unless you message me and you're like, no, do not Don't reveal my me. identity. Which is which is fine. <laughs> I'm but being still. haunted in the ghost I am haunted by is you. listening to your podcast. And they are very benevolent. A benevolent spirit flows through me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes, that. Anyway, personally I'm like Oh, people give you things. I'm like, maybe we should set up a Patreon. I don't know. But then I feel weird about taking money for this. But then, like, it would be nice to have a couple bucks a month for snacks and for us doing ghost tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which but, we think we've settled on something to do for our anniversary, but we're still so, working it out. Yeah. But short thank version, you for people who voted. Thank you for voting. Overwhelmingly, you voted for us to stay in a haunted hotel. We will do this eventually. Due to scheduling and money issues, mm-hmm. we aren't going to be able to get it done in time for our anniversary, but, but probably within for... the month, the same yeah. month, we probably can manage it. Could, yeah, like month or like as a joint booth day celebration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometime between booth. September and October, we Bo- will stay in a haunted Booty Hotel. Booty Hotel for our booth days. Yeah, and so we'll probably post potential hotels. Mm. So like, should we go to a haunted hotel in Richmond? Should we go to this haunted hotel that's closer to our house? Mm. Should we make a day trip down to Stanton where there's a haunted as fuck hotel asylum that somebody in the DC Murderinos group stayed in this past week? And I was like, hold the phone. This is a nice ass hotel. And also it's haunted as shit. Hi. The, the one in downtown Stanton? I think with so, the, where it used to be like sign? a child's asylum or something oh, like that. No. Oh, you don't? I will look it up oh, well. and we'll report back while I look this up. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Hmm. Oh, yes. Okay, so it's not that spooky. The other day, the Super Smash brothers, blah, blah, blah. Booigi! Came, you know, like, dropped some new characters and an announcement and killed Luigi. If you listen to the last episode of Spoop Hour, you'll know that my partner and I were Mario and Luigi for our Summerween housewarming party. And... And then if you've listened to other episodes of Spoop Hour, you know that I own a Ouija board. Luigi... Ouija... 
we spent most of Saturday cracking jokes about, haha, the Luigi, the Luigi board. board. Let's, you know, try to summon, like, we just, like, have the planchette and go around and be like, you know, who's there? Mario. And then, okay, Mario, who's the best brother? It's like, well, it's not fucking Luigi. And I'd be like, no! And so they're using the Luigi board to, you know you know, summon the Mario brothers, whatever. Legit. So we were making jokes about the Luigi board, and we ended up not summoning anything because we have rules about using the planchette on the board in the house. Our roommate does not recall when she told me she did not want me to even bring the Ouija board in the house, but she for sure did. So, so now the Ouija, the, the Ouija board is in the house, but the but, planchette is somewhere else in the house. So, so they're never nobody, together. Yeah, because she absolutely hardline will not allow us to use the Ouija board for in its intended house. purpose inside of our house. Because she just does not want to know about our toilet ghosts. Does the patio count as in the house? You would have to ask her because okay. I say no. It's in the great I outdoors. The ghosts I, will get lost in the fucking right. woods. But like we could also go over to like the Civil War little like, Ooh, waterfall over there. Right? We could go over to like the waterfall that's yeah. like a hundred meters away from our house. Yeah. And do it there. Don't ghost chasing waterfalls. That's, prob- <laughs> that's probably fine. <laughs> so yeah, so we were cracking this joke, and then yesterday on Twitter, everyone's like, ha ha ha, use a Luigi board to summon Wee- Luigi because he's dead now, and I was like, dang, if only we had made that joke, like if I had tweeted out that joke as we were making it while I was dressed with as Luigi, like if we had posed me with my Ouija board, it would have made more sense, yeah, but and we you missed that. Yeah, could have blown up, I could have blown up. Did you figure out the hotel? I did. It's the Blackburn Inn in Stanton, Virginia. Okay. And it used to be an asylum slash prison. Look how pretty it is, though. Wait. Oh, they've, like, renovated it and stuff. Yeah. So, like, okay. we could totes stay there. I feel there. like in college, like, that must have reopened recently then. I because think so. Because when we were in college, that was still, like, boarded up. And it was, like, like, stay away from this. Like, don't trespass. But people at JMU trespassed all the time. But <laughs> my... Be, my, in grad school, my behavior management professor... Oh, it's not expensive either. It starts yeah, at 149 when, when it opened? I am finding out. Talk more. Okay, but my... If it's the same building that I'm thinking it is, my behavior management professor was on the board of visitors or board of directors there in the 80s. Like, we all thought it had been abandoned for, like, ever. But as it turns out, it had still been open. Like, oh. for a while. Oh. <laughs> it just was very run down because it had been abandoned. Their but, website is not telling me when it reopens. Shush. Okay. But, Unique renovation of his of a historic building, blah, 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 red mm-hmm. brick, blah, blah. It's cute, it's though. It's really beautiful. And, like, it's not expensive. I love Stanton. We can go to Cat's Cradle, which is... In Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg. So that's not far away. We can just kick it in mm-hmm. Stanton all cutesy style. It also kind of looks like the old sign language school that's in Stanton. Oh, yeah, but the Virginia the, School for yeah, the Deaf and Blind. But a lot of... Buildings in Stanton also look like that. Well, that's true. I was thinking of Stonewall Jackson Inn when you were like... Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. No, no, no. Fuck Stonewall Jackson. Yeah, that's a fucking racist But the, the downtown area in Stanton's really cute. True. With the Stonewall Jackson Inn. It's true. Really and Harrisonburg was technically on the side of the Union in the Civil War. Right. Which they figured out when I was a senior, I think. Yeah. They found some old papers where they, like, declared, we're for the Union even though we're in a Confederate state. My, which is pretty rad. My freshman dorm was named after Turner Ashby, who was not mm. a rad person. 
He was a bad person. I mean, James Madison was not necessarily a rad person. Right. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Anyway. Anyway, what spooky thing happened to you this week? And I apparently already got a hint, <laughs> and I'm partially responsible. You're I apologize. 100% responsible. I am so, 100% responsible. I'm so sorry. I, this week, have not been feeling great. I'm feeling better now. I'm sorting out my shitty body. It's fine. But I was flopped on my chaise lounge on, I think it, it must have been like Monday or Tuesday. It was probably Tuesday, Tuesday because that was when I did the thing. Okay, so Tuesday, I'm home alone. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need to use the restroom. Because I'm a lady. at this point, I had, been, I had been home alone. And then I had left. But on my way out, I had run into our other roommate. This will come back in a yes. second. We're laying the groundwork. Yes. So we, our current setup, we have a bunch of like half sets of stairs to get to places. And Sasha told me a few weeks ago, you know, it's technically closer if you go down the half set of stairs to go to that bathroom than if you go up the half set of stairs and go to that bathroom. I made a mistake. Okay, (laughs) I made a mistake in giving you this information And so that's just been a little kernel in my head, so I've been, like, coming down the stairs because I'm lazy and whatever. So I come down the little stairs, and then I get to the door, and I open it. And immediately, the light is on, so I have the moment of, oh, no, someone's already in here, panic. Like, I'm about to see somebody peeing, which I'm not emotionally ready for. Which also must be so frightening because you're supposed to be home alone. I was supposed to be home alone and I'm like oh my god and then who's in here? Who's in here number one and for some reason my instinct was oh god somebody broke into the house has been waiting in the bathroom for me and now I have opened the door and foiled their plan to rob so now they're going to murder me and this theory was not improved by the fact that the bathroom was covered in red hair and there was a head on the sink. Well, because I was... <laughs> I was... Pre- I have the mental image because I've seen this. Because I'm responsible. <laughs> I was processing this very fast because I was in my fight or flight mode. I'm sure that and red hair looked like blood. It, it was both that it looked like blood and my brain processed it as someone crouching next to the sink. And then I saw their head and there was something black on the toilet and I'm like, oh my god, it's a fucking gloved hand. This person's crouching next to the sink and I just barged in on them. Also, I really need to pee and I'm now going to wet my fucking self. I did not wet myself, for the record. It's very important that you all know this. Well, after a moment of, like, I panic, like, slammed the door, and then I was like, just open the door, Courtney, just see what's going on. Like, prepare yourself. So I opened the door again, and further process, Sasha cut a wig in there. Yeah! So, if it's still in there, I might try to take a picture It's and post still in it. there because I still need to finish giving it a... I, I, okay. I have to be ready for the con tomorrow. Yeah. And so, like, I'm going to finish giving it a haircut tomorrow morning. I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, take so a that picture. I'm going to take a picture of exactly where the door was when I started processing information so that you can feel what I felt, which is abject terror and also needing And if you pee. follow us on Twitter, you may have seen this already of... Me wearing the wig <laughs> and looking cute as heck See? as Futaba Sakura from Persona 5, because that's what I'm cosplaying at this convention this weekend. I have never cut wigs. I have never cosplayed. <laughs> uh, obviously, I wear a lot of costumes and, for Halloween and, and such, but I've never... You've only like, probably cut your bangs. Yes, right? but you I never, cut like, my bangs cut, regularly, like, whole, but I've never cut... I've never cut, like, eight inches off of the bottom of a hair no. and, like, so much more. And... <laughs> and thus, I had a heart attack in our bathroom. And I also hadn't cleaned it up because I was still in the middle of working, mm-hmm. and I had told our roommate on my way out because I needed to go pick up an extra pair of scissors for my parents because mm-hmm. I had left my, you know, the layering scissors yeah, that had all the, the teeth like, and haircut stuff? Scissors. Yeah, So I left my haircut scissors and my, my, my good haircut scissors and my layering scissors that I needed to finish the job after doing, like, the blunt cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, 
I'm just gonna clean it up all in one swoop so I'm not constantly having to like vacuum like like sweep up all the big chunks and vacuum up the little chunks I'm just gonna do it all in one go which makes a lot of sense but I forgot to text like I had seen Connie in person and kind of expected like to see you in person but like by the time I left and then it didn't occur to me to like also text the group chat to be like by the way don't go into the basement bathroom because there's just hair everywhere. Anyway, I used the other bathroom. Our other roommate came home. I warned her about it. And she goes, oh, I know. Sasha told me. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so, Sasha, what are we talking about today other than my bathroom horror? <laughs> restaurants. Restaurants. Anyway, because we're talking about haunted and spooky restaurants today, I had a featured creature. And then literally as I finished putting it together, I was like, I just thought of a game. So I made a fucking game. And it's called, is that a ghost in my kitchen? Or are you just happy to see me? Or are you just happy to see me? I call my pants my kitchen. Don't worry about it. That could be Folks. a really gross joke, but my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to leave your reaction in. <laughs> leave, this, leave, leave the reaction. I'm leaving the no reaction. One else will the know no one else gets the joke. Unless we get a Patreon, it'll be a reward tier. You get to hear that joke. Anyway. Mom, you don't get to listen. Sorry, Mom. I love you. I'm coming to visit in January. Anyway. I'm going to read a description of something that has happened in a restaurant. You are going to tell me if that's a ghost in my kitchen or if it's something of this world, namely a really shitty restaurant patron. Oh, God. <laughs> so I would like to thank BurgerOne.com and GhostCityTours.com for the ghostly parts of this and for Off the Menu, which was originally known as Behind Closed Ovens. It was a feature run on Jezebel and then it bounced around, became off the menu and just recently shuttered for good because they weren't getting enough stories. But basically it's just a repository of insane things that have happened in restaurants oh, and shitty customers and stuff. So. My favorite. I'll call the exorcist. Exactly. <laughs> call, call the exorcist for your restaurant. Ugh. A ramekin of tartar sauce flew off the table at a seafood restaurant and crashed into an unsuspecting server. This is Homer Simpson at a restaurant <laughs> throwing a fit. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? No, it's a shitty customer. It is a shitty customer yeah. that's not a ghost in my kitchen. This is something a shitty patron did to a server at a knockoff Red Lobster. Don't do that. Don't harass Don't your servers. Don't fucking things at people, you fucking Service dickhead. Service industry employees are the backbone of this country. Yeah, especially don't throw things at servers. Anyway, next one. Pots and pans went flying at one pub, seemingly having been swept off the counter in front of unsuspecting servers. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? Yes. It is a ghost in my Aha! kitchen. This happens at the Sixpence Pub in Savannah, Georgia on a semi-regular basis. I like it. Yeah. The basement of a Savannah brewing company has a problem with temperature control. A visitor reported suddenly becoming very, very cold on one half of her body. Called a plumber. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? <laughs> Yes. Yes, that is okay. a ghost in my kitchen. <laughs> Many visitors to the Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia, again, because that's where Ghost City Tours is located, Moon report feeling River. this when they're in the basement. Do, 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 do. It's the ghost of Audrey Hepburn singing that song in Breakfast at Tiffany's. You're making real intense eye contact right now. Yells could be heard throughout the restaurant, and the server ended up with a bruise on her arm. Is shitty that customer. My, that is a shitty that customer. That sounds... Oh God. This I, is another crappy patron from a bar featured in Off the Menu. Don't assault your fucking servers. Even if you're a ghost. Like, if I don't care that you're dead, be polite. Living is hard. Living is really hard. I'm sure being dead is hard too, but you don't want fuckers grabbing your arm. Right. Or your ectoplasm or whatever. Anyway, 
A pregnant woman in a Starbucks ended up with a split lip after a mysterious incident with pumpkin spice syrup. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? Shitty customer. Shitty customer. Yeah. Some asshole decked a pregnant employee when she said she couldn't make him a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. As a podcast that's not yet sponsored by Starbucks, <laughs> leave your baristas alone. A patron at a brewery was dismayed to discover she had gotten stuck in the bathroom and was only able to escape when she called for help. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? The bathroom? But that bathroom has been <laughs> hasn't been there for 34 years. Um, a ghost. ghost. Ghost in my kitchen. This is another incident in the Moon River Brewing Company, and it Damn. is a regular occurrence in the women's room. Not the men's room, just the women's room. Apparently, the ghost trapped her in there, and she couldn't get out until she finally goes, please let me out, and then the door swung open. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> One table in a touristy restaurant is notorious for an incident in which an unknown pair of dentures spontaneously appeared on a table. Is that a ghost <laughs> in my kitchen? Sorry, I just, I'm just imagining a pair of dentures just like... Um, ghosts have dentures. Uh, let's say a shitty customer or forgetful customer. Shitty customer. Shitty, oh no, a shitty. Yeah, she was a dick the whole time, and she left her dentures, and she left a minimal tip. So the person was like, "Great, now I get to handle your disgusting dentures." I hate and you. you. Tipped me like three cents. Cool. Throw those dentures away. Yeah, I know, right? Right. On a quiet night, be careful in this restaurant. You may just hear unexpected stomping. Is that a ghost in my kitchen? <laughs> Yes? It is! Yes. <laughs> the Pirate's House in Savannah reports ghostly boot sounds with seemingly no source on quiet nights. Boot sounds. Boot. <laughs> How many times are we going to make ghost puns this episode? I think I'm funny. <laughs> I think so too. I think we're funny. 4,000 downloads agree. We're funny. They're not all us. <laughs> That'd be insane. Could you imagine if I had just listened to this podcast like 3,950 times just being like, yes. And we really only have like one person who listens. And it's just me. <laughs> and I adopt a I'm, bunch I'm, of Twitter I'm the, other fi- I'm the other 50 You're listens. the other 50, but I'm responsible. No, I, it's not. We have some really great we people. Have, we have, if you listen to this, you're an amazing person. There, mm-hmm. I said it. Kisses for all of you. Mwah. Even you. Especially you. <laughs> Patrons were distraught one night at the sound of an endlessly crying baby in a bar where children should not be. Ghost. Yep. The country house in Illinois is reportedly haunted by the ghost of a woman and her baby, and the ghost baby cries That's and so cries. Sad. Yeah, the story behind it was kind of sad. There wasn't much to it, otherwise yeah. I would have done it as one of my stories. Right. But basically, this woman was apparently dating the bartender. This was back in the early 1900s, so like 19-teens. And she came in with their kid and was like, can you watch the baby for a few minutes? And the bartender was like, no. And she and the baby got in the car and she drove into a tree and killed them both. So now they haunt the restaurant. Yay! What a dick. Yeah. Just watch your goddamn kids and treat your waitstaff nicely. That's all we ask. Things got weird at a bar one night when a credit card disappeared. Was it a mischievous ghost who placed it in a full pitcher of water? Wait, so it disappeared and just those like it disappeared it. and they found it in a pitcher of water. I think it's a customer. No, no, was it the actual like it wasn't? But like it wasn't a cust- ghost. It was the server. It was the server. Oh, apparently the server was super clueless. 
walked off with the credit card and was like, oh, I don't know where the credit card went. And they found it in a pitcher of water. They don't know why. Good, good work. And that's the fairly simple game. Is that a ghost <laughs> in my kitchen? I like it. You nailed it. That you got fun. every single one right. Yeah. So. And none of those are stories that I'd already known. Good. I, yeah, a couple of them I was worried. I was like, what if this is one of Sasha's vignettes? Or if it is one of my vignettes, then I told, like, <laughs> I've already forgotten. You did not forgotten. synthesize that information. No, I did not synthesize it at all. I immediately, <laughs> as soon as I finished my research, started reading a book. And that's what I have on my mind right now. <laughs> oh, no. It's a sad book. It's a sad book. All right, so that was a very fun game. Thank you. I'm going to take over for a little bit. I'm going to share cool, some I'm vignettes. Eat more cookies. You eat those cookies. Hang. You worked really hard on that game. Uncle. You deserve those cookies. I boo. You boo. <laughs> My mouth was full of cookie, but it did sound like I said I boo. You boo. I boo. You boo. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to follow up with some more stories of haunted restaurants. Thank you very much to Food and Wine. I guess it's a magazine by God from their website. Also, I just love food and wine in general. Also, yes, thank you, thank you to Food and Alcohol. Yes. yes, thank you to Food and Wine for keeping me on this planet for as long as you have. Exactly, it's been a good run. Thank you to Taco Bell and Chipotle <laughs> who have fed me. <laughs> That's the other spooky thing in the last twenty-four hours. I'm like on the couch, like frantically trying to finish my spoof hour research because I got the idea to do a game at the last minute. And I'm like frantically trying to do my research and all of a sudden Sasha goes, a ghost farted. And I was like, what? I thought I had farted. Uh, I thought the ghost had farted very loudly. You, the and that ghost you heard did it. not. I heard nothing because I was very focused okay. on what I was doing. And we had the TV on with Sugar Rush as a It was a very noise. frighteningly loud fart. For Sasha, which just goes to show you, you do not know what a loud fart is. <laughs> Ask my partner. <laughs> Ask my partner. He's a... Uh... I, I try to be a lady next to you. Even though I've been farting on this couch for most of this recording. <laughs> you heard it here first, Oh folks. my god, we've been doing this for almost a year. I know. Um, <laughs> but I tend not to be audible when I'm around you and our other lady friends. Mm -hmm. But just as, as soon as I hit that comfortable stride with my partner, it's, it's just, just... game on. It's game on. Thank you to food. Always. And to wine. And to wine. So thank you for introducing us to these places. Some of them sound delightfully spoopy, but others are definitely places I will never set foot in. Like, <laughs> this establishment will not have any of my money. Someone else can go spend their money there. Because, again, like, it's a lot of work to run a restaurant. Go support your local restaurants. But I am too scared. I'll take my non-ghost believer boyfriend. Yes, exactly. He and I... If something spoofs me, he'll yeah. be like, well, ghosts aren't real. You're fine. And I, and I find that comforting. Yeah, if, if something <laughs> happens, like, if the... Ta you know, table levitates, he'll just be like, oh, that was just Our eyes a, are playing a trick on us. That was There's a gust no of wind. There's no such thing as ghosts, Courtney. Oh, oh, you're cold? They opened a window. Thank you, partner, for being the sensible one. Right. <laughs> so, the first one is the Hotel Del Cor uh, Coronado in San Diego. Oh! Which you should be familiar with. First off, Disney fans, Coronado Springs looks just like it, right? Oh, it's that's the, where they get it. Yeah, it's the hotel from Some Like It Hot, and it's also possibly the inspiration for the Emerald City in Wizard of Oz. Oh. Um, so L. Frank Baum saw like how like decadent it is and mm. was inspired by it for mm. his for his vision. But there are some guests who don't want to leave. There's one in particular whose name is Kate, and she arrived in 1892 hoping to meet her lover for a date at the restaurant. Ooh, but he never showed. What a hot cha cha he dick! Totally ghosted her. <gasps> and then she ghosted herself by putting a bullet in her head. Oh, right, it's upsetting. Pudding. In the afterlife, I want her to meet with all those other jilted women. Right, but in terms of jilted women, she's apparently a very gentle and light-hearted ghost. Aww. Where like she had her heart broken. 
but she will like gently toss objects at guests like playfully not like i'm gonna slam this plate into your head but but, just be like like, catch yeah catch and then she'll often just be seen peering out to sea maybe still waiting for her long lost love so that's one if you're a ghost listening to this podcast go find her and take her out for a nice dinner yeah take her for a walk yeah nice. nice yeah the second one is the Algonquin Hotel in New York City. The Algonquin Road Roundtable was a group of authors and thinkers, including Dorothy Parker, Harpo Marx, and Edna Ferber, who often met for lunch and witty discussion at the Algonquin Hotel in, during the 1920s and 30s. Apparently, they still visit as ghosts. Well, you know, when you find a place you really like, you yeah. just want to keep going to that place. Right. Like, yeah. if it's, you know, like, if you have, it's like Sex in the City, right? You've got this, like, little group of people who are always hanging out. Yeah. So, if, you know, Samantha and Carrie and Miranda and... The other one. The fourth one. I never watched Sex in the City. The funny I don't thing is, I can, like, one. see Karen, each of Kristen. Their- it's Jill, it's not Jill. Yeah, I, I can uh, see like all four, uh, all four of their faces, but I can never remember the one that I always Miranda, forget. Samantha, Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Groucho Marx, not Groucho Marx. What I say, Harpo <laughs> Marx and Dorothy Parker and Edna Ferber just hang out. Um, apparently, Dorothy Parker's ghost is definitely still there because the hotel renovated and, like, Dorothy Parker was really upset about it. Fuck you, it was nicer before! They, they still had they had one of her portraits still up, and Good. she, like, slammed the portrait down to make sure they knew who <laughs> was, was upset. And they're like, Dorothy oh. Parker is upset. Oh, you know you're mad when you sign your work. <laughs> right, exactly. The next restaurant is called Pugin's Porch. Which I saw me... that one when I was researching for, like, ghostly incidents in restaurants. Yeah, so Pugin. <laughs> this one is in Charleston, South Carolina. The police in Charleston now ignore calls about a woman in black trapped in this restaurant because it happens so frequently. Oh, no. Yeah. Can you imagine if you actually are wearing black and you do get stuck in that restaurant and you're like, call please, the police! Help! And the police are like, not the fuck again. Like, or if you're, like, choking and oh. like, you're like, please, I'm not the ghost. I'm choking. I'm I'm a real person. That's what the ghost says. So apparently this distressed woman is believed to be the ghost of a woman named Zoe St. Armand. That's a great name. It's a great name, right? That's going to be my author pen name if I ever write Any that name that has like saint in the beginning. Yeah, and I love the name really Zoe. Cool. Yeah. It's very fancy. It's very fancy, right? It's like, oh, I've written 13 romance novels. I'm Zoe St. What was it? Armand. I'm Zoe St. Armand. Check out my latest work, Be Still My Heart, in stores now. Armand reminds me of two things. One is Armand Hammer, Army That's Hammer. Fair. Yeah. But then the other one is also Armand from the Birdcage. I was just thinking yeah. <laughs> Armand from the Birdcage. But it's I, I think it works. Yeah. If you ever see a book written by Zoe Saint Armand, no, it's me. It's it's our it's delightful co host. Co-ghost. <laughs> so Zoe Saint Armand was the owner of the house and she died in the early nineteen hundreds after she went mad because of the death of her sister. And her sister was her only friend, right? Isn't this really upsetting? If you think about, like, if she's unmarried and only has, like, a sister, she's probably a spinster, maybe, right? This is the early 1900s. Yeah, that was still around the time where, basically, you were only allowed to hang out with other women, and most of the time, you were only allowed to hang out with them if you were married and they were married. They had very strict rules, in society. Starting, yeah, starting yeah. in the Victorian era that carried through to the early 1900s of when you could and could not hang out with your girlfriend. Exactly. So her sister dies and so she goes it. mad with grief. Aww. And apparently the legend is that Zoe fell down the stairs to her death while one night trying to search for her sister. Like maybe she thought she saw her sister and everything. She Aww. fell down the stairs. Ends up, you know, 
the house passes hands and whatever sure. and eventually becomes a restaurant. Sure. So why Pugin? <laughs> the restaurant is named after a Wheaton Terrier named Pugin. Oh my god, little Poogie! He little Poogie. Oh, little Poogie made a little Poogie. But Poogie died in the house in 1979. Oh, Poogie haunts it too. And Poogie does haunt it. Apparently, yes! <laughs> apparently customers, especially small children, can feel Poogin running around <laughs> under the table. Oh my god, the ghost of Poogie. <laughs> the ghost of How Poogie. How is that not a Ghibli movie? Right? He's a little ghost dog. Now goes to Poogie. Now I just want like a little heen. <laughs> Yeah, so we need a little heen, so Pugin and heen can hang out. If we get a Patreon, I'll buy us a heen. Yes. <laughs> the next restaurant is back in New York City. Manhattan Bistro in New York City is a place that uh, is haunted. Yes. <laughs> Julia Elmore Sands was murdered by her fiancé and thrown into the Manhattan Well, which is now on Spring Street in Soho. Did something bad happen to him? Because he deserves it. Her fiancé, Levi Weeks, was found innocent thanks to his lawyers... <sighs> And this happened a very, 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 very long time ago when Soho and New York was still mostly (laughs) wilderness. So this guy. This fucking asshole. This fucking asshole had some good lawyers, including Alexander Hamilton. God damn it, Alexander Hamilton. You had one goddamn job. Aaron Burr, sir. I'm sorry, is this the first murder trial of our brand new nation? Probably. Oh, yeah. So he had a nice Ladies team of lawyers. Ladies and gentlemen lawyers. of the jury, I'm curious, bear with me, are you aware that we're making history? This is the first murder trial of our brand new nation. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, so... I'm gonna look it up, because if it is, I'm gonna be so fucking mad at that song, and I'm gonna write an angry tweet to Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and also say, the only way I will be sated is if you give me Hamilton tickets. I'm gonna watch the school production of Hamilton in 2038 or something. <laughs> I'm going to buy the DVD recording of the 2038 school <laughs> production of Hamilton, and I'm just going to watch that until I die. Right. The community <laughs> theater production of <laughs> Hamilton. That will be the one that I can finally see. Anyway, so the well apparently still exists in the basement of the now-closed Manhattan Bistro. Mm-hmm. So we can't actually go to Manhattan Bistro. But the former owner, whose name is Marcia DeGrossa, mm-hmm. can remember at least two incidents when bottles of red wine flew off the wall and crashed onto the floor, per- presumably because of the go- angry ghost of Julia. Son of a bitch. I googled first murder trial in America. You want to read the name that's on oh, it? Levi Weeks. God oh. damn it, Alexander Hamilton. Oh. I am disproportionately angry about this. Lin-Manuel. Why did you do this, Lin? Also, thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, thank you for being one of our 4,000 downloads, but also, come on, man. No. I always, whenever I heard that lyric, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the details of that case were. I assumed it was just like some white guy shooting some other white guy. No, he threw his fiance into a well. And it was in a basement of a restaurant in modern day New York. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to lie on the floor and feel bad for a while. Continue talking. (laughs) All right, the next one is at Beardsley Castle in Little Falls, New York. Set in a faux Irish castle in the Mohawk Valley, this restaurant has been featured in Ghost Hunters because of rumors that ghosts are fucking shit up. Yes! In 1983, a ghost hunter from New Hampshire Institute for Paranormal Research, what a great place, surveyed the property and concluded that there were at least two spirits. (laughs) Just... (laughs) 
At least two. At least two. So I love it because they couldn't just say one and they didn't want to be like, there's seven. And there's several. It's just right. two. So way to go, Norm Gautier. Good good job. <laughs> Norm Ghostier? Ghostier. <gasps> Ghostier is what a ghost wears when she's feeling sexy and she wants to like a accentuate her boobies. Ghostier. She wears a ghostier to accentuate her boobies. One legend says that's surprise because it's New England. Native Americans were murdered. Great. But but apparently the ghosts of the Native Americans who were murdered by white people have better things to do than haunt oh. this fake Irish castle. Good. I hope they have a really nice afterlife. Yeah. But the ghosts apparently that Norm found are believed to be at least Anton Pop Christensen and a bride-to-be named Abigail. Sorry, Pop Christensen. Pop, yeah. So Pop was the former owner of the castle who hanged himself in the ladies' room of all places. I don't, yeah, right? That um, sounds like he was being a perv in there and he was like, I'll die where I love. Well, so this is, this is, he, he, so this is 1950s and he okay. was apparently, he had failing health and so Ooh. I think he was just trying to off himself. It just happened to be the ladies' room. I wonder if he thought maybe they wouldn't look for him in there. Oh. So nobody would like stumble upon him and be like, there, Don't do this. Yeah, there he is, right. <laughs> there he is. And then Abigail died in an unknown way the night before her wedding. So Did she get thrown down a fucking well only to have her murderer acquitted by goddamn Alexander Hamilton? Fuck you, Levi Weeks. <sighs> anyway, apparently you can, however, still get married on the property. They do weddings. Ooh. Yeah. I bet it's really nice. I mean, my friend got married on what had been, not like a plantation home because it was in Maryland, but yeah. like an old tiny yeah. home like that. And he claims he saw a ghost in the hallway the night before his wedding. Ooh. But I claim he was probably drunk as shit. Yeah. One of my friends just got married in a castle in Scotland. Did she see a ghost? I, I didn't ask. Oh, <laughs> I should ask. <laughs> Yeah, and in 1989, a fire broke out at the castle and destroyed the kitchen, but not the original structure, and mm -hmm. some people think that it was probably a ghost who was like, I'm tired of attention, and tried to burn it down so people would stop bothering stop them. Stop looking at me, I'm going to do this very um, attention-seeking behavior instead. Right, but it literally could have been anything else. Electrical fire or whatever. Yeah. Kitchen fire, grease fire, right? And then, Is that a ghost in my kitchen? Uh, no, right. it's a grease fire. There's also at least one nice ghost who will, like, set tables... Or, like, reset tables. Oh, like, if that's you mess. Nice. Yeah, if you, like, mess with, or, you know, like, after dinner or whatever, Aww. like, they'll, like, put the tables back. That's nice. Yeah. The next restaurant is Lemp Mansion in St. Louis. Lemp? Lemp. Yikes. I love, I love Lemp. I love Lemp. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the episode name. <laughs> the three members of the Lemp family committed suicide oh, in this mansion. Funny. I know, it's, it's really, it's not great. But it's a Victorian mansion and was a brewery. Ooh. But now it's an inn and a restaurant. Ooh. And I already never want to go there. I'm already like, tag me in. I love Lemp. So, <laughs> I love Lemp. I love Lemp. So Adam Lemp was a German immigrant <laughs> who found success selling German-style lagers in America. So again, thank you, Food and Wine Thanks. Magazine. <laughs> Thanks, Food and Beer. So his son, William J. Lemp, successfully expanded the brewery after taking over in 1862 but later ended up shooting himself after his fourth son, Frederick, died suddenly at 28. I feel like there's more to this story. Yeah. Right? Billy Lemp Jr., so William Lemp's first son, okay. was next in line for the company, uh -huh. but while he was running it, Prohibition started in America. Uh-oh. And so Not he, a great time to be a brewer. Right. So shut 
you know, shut the company down, mm-hmm. and he lost everything, and he shot himself in the office, which is now a dining room. Oh, that's a good place that's for a, a dining good room. good place for a dining room. His brother Charles later inherited the house and in, in 1929 mm-hmm. and had two servants and his dog for company. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, in 1949, he shot himself and the dog. So do- oh. shot the, the dog and himself. Which is really upsetting. The dog didn't do shit. I know, but he, yeah, it's like, it's just all around upsetting, right? Mm-hmm. But he left behind no explanation except a note that says, blame it on no one but me. Yikes. Which is really sad, right? That is sad. Guests have reported hearing the piano play in the bar on its own, seeing glasses flying through the air and lock, doors lock and unlock. Hmm. And sometimes, like, full apparitions appear. So, you know, I'm good. I don't have to go there ever. I'm gonna go there with my partner who does not believe in ghosts. Alright, the second to last place is the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Hmm. It's the hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shinning. I was gonna say, isn't that the name of the hotel in The Shinning? It's The Shinning. Hmm. Hmm. I read Stephen King's wife's book on this week's episode of 33% Pulp. You should listen to it. You should, but don't read that book. But anyway, The Shin. The Shin. The Shin. Thing. So, Kaya Cheryl Kalea? 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 Yeah, probably Kalea or Kalea. Kalea Cheryl, who Food and Wine magazine refers to as the resident paranormal investigator, which I was like, that's a thing? That's amazing. Great. (laughs) That's what should be on your business cards. Right? That's amazing. Sasha, press assistant and resident paranormal investigator. Yeah. She first encountered the hotel's otherworldly inhabitants in room 407, where she stayed one night with two friends. She heard footsteps come down the hall, stopping outside the door. She waited for a knock. But there was no knock. But then she felt someone sit down next to her on the bed. I don't like bed ghosts. She saw the damn mattress dip. No! Under the weight of someone sitting on it. Oh. The next morning, her friend, who had she had thought was asleep through all of this, uh-huh. asked, Who sat down on the bed with us last night? Which I typed in a bunch of letters that don't make sense, and then the word, no, because <laughs> I was freaking out. Sasha handled it great. Everybody. I handled it great. But, hey, Cheryl now leads the hotel's ghost hunts at night, which is a great she's, amenity she's for any hotel. She's back great. Right? Yeah, you get, you get to stay in a hotel, you get a ghost tour. Yeah, What a know, nice amenity. Why not? And believes that the ghost may have been a nanny ghost, still hard at work, tucking in hotel guests as if they were children, Aww. sitting on their beds and telling them stories. Right. But also sometimes, you know, making beds while people are still sleeping inside. Out of the bed now, Out love. It's now. time to be awake, sis. And then the it's last one is stuff. not in America. This is a restaurant in, in Japan. So it's the Yurei Izakaya in Kichijoji, Tokyo. Yurei, which we've said before in like previous episodes, probably like almost a year ago, mm-hmm. means ghost or yeah. spirit or whatever. So it's a, it's like a pub. Izakayas are pubs. Mm. I've been to Kichijoji, but I totally missed out on this place. We're gonna link into a first-person review mm. and experience from Tofugu by the writer Mami Suzuki. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Everyone should read it and look at the photos and look at the videos because they're kind of upsetting. Periodically, Sasha goes, I don't like this. Yeah, I kept going, ooh. Don't mm, like and that. And I was like, you don't want to oh, watch I this. Hate it. Don't watch it. <laughs> so basically, it's got, the, the food looks really good. Oh. And it's not really a haunted restaurant the way, like, everything else I've been talking about is like, oh, someone was murdered on the property. Yeah. This is one of, like, Japan's themed restaurants, especially in Tokyo. They're popular with tourists. Yeah. This one seems to be especially, basically, I think you have to, like, walk down some stairs mm-hmm. and the whole theme of this is that 
you leave the world of the living and join the dead. Uh, and when you make a reservation, they make a little Buddhist funeral tablet to put on your table. Aww. <laughs> which I thought was, like, a, it's creepy. I feel like we should do that for Halloween to label food. Right? Oh, yeah, make little tablets. Yeah. And then... You can order like big balls of alcohol, and yes. if you're and, and you know pour it out into glasses. But like if you don't finish your bottle, they'll close it back up, and then when you leave the restaurant, they'll put it with your funeral tablet. Is <laughs> basically like a little <laughs> an like offering, a, not just an offering, like almost like your own little gravesite in the restaurant. That's so nice. Um, and so like you can always come back and like keep drinking it. it, but yeah, like it's it's still there. <laughs> There's one dish that comes that's a roulette. And basically, whoever gets, like, the spicy piece is the loser, right? Oh. So it's not, like, Russian, I mean, so it's Russian roulette, right? Mm-hmm. But with food. But not, like, the king cake. Right. Where you find so the baby in a king cake, So if you get the spicy one, you're the loser, and they wrap you up in funeral vestments, <laughs> and they put you in a fucking coffin in the <laughs> restaurant, and they close the lid. So you actually get buried alive in this restaurant. Wait, they full-on bury you, or do they just, like, set they, you they, in there they, for a They set second? you in there, and they close the lid for a little bit. So you have your final rights. That sounds awesome. Sign me up. Yeah, there's this one TV show I watch pretty frequently where this, like, Japanese... Like, the idea is it's a Japanese blogger. Really, he's just an actor, and yeah. it's, like, a whole thing. But the restaurants he goes to are real. They're restaurants, cafes. They're set in old-timey places. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen one where there's, like, a ghost or anything actually haunted. Because there is, like, reverence for, like, old things passed down and continue to be, like, taken care of. Right. This is purely spectacle. This is not <laughs> scary. But, yeah, I I don't want to go there there's a great video of the bathroom and apparently there are customers because the waitresses dress like ghosts like so in the you know the black hair with the little Mm -hmm. white thing on their head and like the white clothes and they make up stories about how they died too so like the girl well i want to work there now yeah so so you should read this article and find out how this girl died and you find out about like other wait staff and whatever i was pushed down a well and the man who killed me was acquitted because of the work of fucking alexander Alexander hamilton Hamilton and aaron bursar but the bathroom is so upsetting that they have customers who will like walk in walk immediately out they'll leave the restaurant and go to the bathroom somewhere else And then come That's back to the restaurant. Basically, what I did earlier this week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I highly recommend checking out our Twitter, going to find that. It's 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 crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. So instead of doing a series of short vignettes, I did one long story, and this is actually a local one, and it ties in with one of the stories you just read, and you don't even fucking know it because I kept it to my goddamn self. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm gesturing wildly. Imagine <laughs> gesturing wildly. This is the tale of Gadsby's Tavern. So I would like to first of all thank visitalexandriava.com, mm-hmm. Spoon University, NBC4, hauntedhouses.com, and Wikipedia. This is a tavern restaurant thing that is very close to us, well, close-ish to us. It's in Old Town Alexandria, and apparently it's haunted as fuck. Ah. Let me paint you a word picture. Wind chime, wind chime, wind chime as we go back in time. Water phone. Water phone. In 1816, a well-to-do couple arrived in Old Town Alexandria after a boat ride up from the Caribbean. I know where that is. (gasps) They have a nice farmer's market on Saturdays. They do. It ends early. No, wait, I've been to It also has Sugar Shack Donuts. It has an escape room, too. It does. And I did it so well that I ended up on the leaderboard with my friends. It was nice. Soon it's going to have a cat cafe and wine bar that I backed on Kickstarter. Woohoo! 
Anyway, they arrived. No, I'm not going to talk like that for the rest of the time. <laughs> so they rolled up from their boat ride from the Caribbean to the City Hotel, which at the time was a super ritzy hotspot for muckety-muck elbow rubbing and just generally a hub of the early 19th century social life. Ooh. So anybody who is anybody is going to go hang out at the City Hotel. Not much is known about the couple. They refused to give their names when they booked their room, and they forced all who interacted with them to swear that they would never reveal their identities. And I have wild speculation about this at the end of the episode, so if you've already got some guesses, put a pin in it, because it's coming soon. Hmm. The woman was absolutely gorgeous behind her long black veil, but she was also very, very sick. She might have had typhoid. She had some sort of, like, wasting disease that you don't want to get, and that she had. She was sick enough that her husband or boyfriend or partner or whoever the fuck this dude was actually had to carry her into their room, which was room number eight. According to the legend, when he kicked the door closed behind him, because his hands were full of woman, the number eight slid to the side and looked like the infinity sign. Mmm, water phone. Water phone, water phone, water phone. The woman continued to be sick and got sicker, so the man called for a doctor and two nurses to help attend to her. Once again, he refused to identify himself, so the doctor was like, right. hey, who are you? And he was like, mind your fucking beeswax. And the nurses were like, but, like, we need to know this. I mean, Johnny Tightlips. <laughs> and <laughs> he was like, nothing. my name is Edmund Fake Name. It's a family name. Don't worry about it. Even when Gadsby, the owner of the hotel, demanded that they identify themselves, the man refused. He was like, absolutely fucking not. Shove it up your butthole. I assume. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Shove it up your butthole. Water phones. The woman continued to grow weaker and weaker, and it became clear that she was on her deathbed. Once again, she swore those tending to her to secrecy about her identity. And eventually, she passed away on October 14th, 1816. Which is between our birthdays, so it's basically fate and we need to eat at this goddamn tavern. <laughs> the legend varies then as to what happens. Like, the outcome is obviously the same, but some say... Okay, I'll stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, it's really fun, it's really right? It's really fun. <laughs> if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, go, go back and go, listen go to back it. Go back and listen to a lot of fun with the water fun. <laughs> Some say that after the woman died, the man she was with bounced, skipping out on the bill for both the hotel, and then subsequently they had to bury her, so he skipped out on that bill, too. I feel like I've heard this story. I can't, I'm like, I'm, You're trying to rack I'm your brain. trying to figure out who told me this story. Oh, just you wait. And I, like, am excited to find out, but I'm also trying to figure out, like, who, why this sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Podcast are not visual medium. But I'm she like looked at me. She, eagerly bouncing like, and making you're, a face. You're making that face with a lot of prolonged eye contact. <laughs> mm. The most common theory for what happened after the woman died is that the man who was with her borrowed money from a local or just said, I'll pay you later. Let's do the funeral now because she's dead and she was sick, so we probably want to get her in the ground. But because he was anonymous, he skipped out on the bill and never paid anybody back. So, the grave of the female stranger now stands in an Alexandria cemetery, and this is the epitaph. So we should go find it, Absol is what you're saying. fucking lootly. Okay. I, I want to say it's St. Paul's Cemetery? St. Paul's okay. or St. Pete's? Cool. We'll it's St. P something. 
To the memory of a female stranger whose mortal sufferings terminated on the 14th day of October, 1816. It's literally the day before my birthday. Yeah, I told you. It's halfway between our birthdays. Yeah, well, it's between our birthdays. We have to eat at this goddamn tavern, (laughs) Sasha. Aged 23 years and 8 months, the stone is placed here by her disconsolate husband in whose arms she sighed her her latest breath and who under God did his utmost even to soothe the cold, dead ear of death. How loved, how valued, once avails thee not, to whom related, or by whom begot, a heap of dust alone remains of thee, tis all thou art, and all the proud shall be. To him gave all the prophets witness that, through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. And that's what her epitaph reads. Hmm. But the female stranger wasn't done causing mystery. She haunts the shit out of what is today known as Gadsby's Tavern. She also haunts the cemetery. We'll get into it. Okay, we'll get into it. She mostly hangs out in room eight, or room infinity, where she died. <laughs> People report hearing the sound of a woman crying, or so sad. the sounds of urgent footsteps in the hallway, oh maybe from like the doctor or from her herself. She is also particularly fond of waiting in the window of room eight with a lit candle, or just from crashing balls and other events that are held in the tavern. Sorry, crashing balls. <laughs> Smack! <laughs> <laughs> Not Wait, that kind of ball. <laughs> Give me them balls. Wellington Watts, the owner of Alexandria Colonial Tours, told NBC4, which is our local NBC affiliate. It's a pretty good yeah, affiliate. Ab- about the experience of one of his tour guides yeah. in the tavern. On the night of a birth night ball, which is a thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that is, but it's apparently a thing. Apparently it's a thing. IDK. The guide saw a beautiful woman, but when he walked over to talk to her, she vanished. Uh-huh. He then caught another glimpse of her walking into room eight, so he followed her to see what was going on. But the only thing in the room with him was a lit lantern. The guide was puzzled, and this woman must have been hot as fuck, because he then went to the curator of the museum on the grounds to ask about her, being like, hey, have you seen a hot as fuck woman around here? What's her deal? She seeing anybody? Oh, God. And the curator was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. He had no clue what the guy was talking about and had never seen a beautiful woman anywhere on the grounds, which, harsh, but... Harsh. <laughs> Excuse you, Excuse rude. you. He's like, I only hire ugly women for this very reason. He didn't say that. That was yeah. all pure speculation. By the way... Yes, ma'am. I was saying, oh, it's over by the farmer... Or, you know, there, there's is a Is it literally market. on the farmer's market? It's literally across the oh farmer's market. Oh my god, it is! I've walked past this Hold place. Up. Is that the Carlisle house? Like, around here? Oh, I don't somewhere. know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right there. Holy shit. Yeah, I, the one wedding I worked where I was like, I'm never working events again, was at the Carlisle house. I literally have, like, because there's, like, flower vendors and stuff that are over yeah. here. I've been we over. We were so close to this ghost. Holy shit, Dang. Sasha. All right, well, okay. we have to go back now. Anyway. Now I know where it is, because I saw it on the map. It's near La Madeline, and I was like, yeah. that's next to the farmer's market. Yeah. So, after the curator was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I only hate regular women. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, I'm just slandering this poor curator. He's nothing like this. I'm sure he's a lovely man who hires many beautiful women. Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. We're, getting you, vol- we're getting you visitors to your... <laughs> we are. If any of y'all are in Northern Virginia, go fucking check it out. So, he had never seen this particular beautiful woman anywhere on the grounds. Right. So, that was when the guide peppered in. Oh, by the way, there's a lantern lit in that abandoned room over there that nobody's in you might want to go like put that out because i went in there and that's where i you know whatever and the curator is once again fucking confused and he goes self-preservation the curator goes 
I already put out all the candles. There's nothing that's left lit. No. The guide insists, well, you must have missed one because I was just in that room and there's a fucking lit lantern in there. So it's lit. It's lit, bro. Let's go check out how lit it is. And so he led the curator to the room in question. When they got there, the lantern was not lit. But it was hot to the touch, as if it had been lit recently. Wow, I hate it. So hot, in fact, that when the tour guide touched it, he burned his fingers. So it had been recently blown out. Then he called the police and the fireman. Too hot. <laughs> Too hot. Hot, hot damn. Make a dragon want to retire, man. Don't sue us. This is the female stranger's favorite activity. This is where most people report seeing her, and this is usually what she's doing. She is standing in that window with a lit lantern. The common speculation is that she is waiting for her husband slash lover slash male companion to return to her. Which is sad, as it always is. A few years ago, a young college student took a summer job as a server at Gadsby's. On her first night of work, she went to the kitchen to grab the meals for her customers. She set the plates down on her arm, server style, mm -hmm. you know, so multiple mm -hmm. plates on each arm, and turned around to go deliver the food and came face to face with the female stranger mm. who was staring at her. The ghost said something and then vanished. I could not find a record of what it was that she said because the server screamed, dropped everything, and bolted from the restaurant, presumably to never return because would you go back to work after this? Uh-uh. I wouldn't. And I only sort of believe in ghosts, but probably not. So, draw your own conclusions. The female stranger has also been seen wandering around the graveyard where she is inhumed, which is why there is now a ghost and graveyard tour that hits both sites in the hopes of spotting her. So, we should do this for our anniversary. Yes. Okay. This should probably be what we do for as the, the filler for our potiversary until okay. we stay in Haunted Hotel. Cool. We'll do the ghost and graveyard tour. We'll eat at Gatsby's Hotel. We'll try and check out roommate and we'll report back maybe we'll go see a psychic after just because you know yeah why not or do an escape room or something yeah we'll do something gatsby's tavern even now has port city's long black veil which is a craft beer inspired by this tale because remember she was wearing a long black veil when oh, she arrived and also for beer people port city is a brewery in alexandria virginia yep it's a local company and they were like this is a good story let's make oh. a beer about it so who was the female stranger? Who was she? And in my notes I put, here we go, speculation o'clock, because this shit's going to be lit like that lantern wasn't. <laughs> so these are going to be real quick, rapid fire, minimally detailed theories that are probably most likely who it was, but they're boring, so we're just going to zoom through them. Theory number one, the woman and her fella were con artists, and they had come to fleece the rich in Alexandria. But their plans were thwarted when the woman fell ill. Okay. Theory number one. Theory number two. She might have been an aristocratic woman who had fled to Alexandria to live with her commoner boyfriend slash lover. This would explain why he had no money and why he skipped town right. after burying her. Because he would both be punished for besmirching the reputation of an aristocratic woman and running off with her in the first place. Mm -hmm. He then would be punished for spending money he didn't have. Right. So they'd get him coming and going. So that's probably why he bolted. It would also explain why they were so squirrely about people knowing that they were there. Mm -hmm. Because presumably the woman would have friends and family who would be looking for her. Mm -hmm. Maybe she even had a rich husband who wanted her back. And then they knew these people are hunting us we gotta hide because otherwise they're gonna stop at nothing this, until i'm back and you're punished this sounds like what that story on twitter that iron spike had posted about the girl who poisoned yes! right it sounds like what it could have been if the two of them had just run off, off rather than like, right murder murder 
Yeah. Read that thread, BTW, because it's real good. It we good. retweeted it. It's a wild yeah. ride. Iron Spike, the Twitter user, wrote, uh, reported on it. It, yeah. was, it was great. Yeah. This is the first semi-plausible theory that is also hmm. very exciting. BSP goes into it in more detail, so shout out to BSP for responding to my urgent Twitter message a mm-hmm. little bit ago. The Believer Skeptic Podcast. Yep, that's yep. right. That's mm-hmm. what they go by now. The Believer Skeptic Podcast. They are our pod friend. They are great. They did a whole episode about this particular theory because it fed into their overall theory. Right. The female stranger is Theodosia Burr. The daughter of the Hamilton murderer slash would-be king of Mexico slash maybe just generally not a great dude who allowed this fucking murderer to get off scot-free after pushing his fucking fiance down the stairs, which would totally serve Aaron Burr right if this was his daughter. Shit. I'm loving it. Damn. <laughs> Poor Theodosia. I mean, tying it up in a neat little bow. Oh, so dang. So you're not familiar if you haven't listened to that episode of the Believer Skeptic podcast, go check it out. Their episode is called Dear Theodosia. Theodosia famously disappeared in December 1812 after boarding a ship bound for New York. That song is so good, by the way. It's such a good song. It's such a good song. Theories abound as to what happened. Most probably they hit pirates, they hit a barricade because it was the War of 1812 Mm -hmm. still, they hit bad weather, or just generally ship death. Something happened. War of 1812 is also a good song. Or just the 1812 overture. Yes. But there is speculation that Theodosia was in love with a man who was not her husband, so she faked her death to be with him. Given her reputation and a status as a relatively relatively well-known figure, she would want to avoid scandal and gossip at all costs. Because we saw where that got Alexander Hamilton. Yep. So maybe she wanted to avoid it at all costs to the point of escaping to Alexandria and keeping her identity a secret on her fucking deathbed. Hey, Lynn, do you want to guest host on our podcast so we can talk more about this? <laughs> I promise I'll stop yelling at you about that fucking <laughs> I, I murder can, trial. I can forgive you for the fucking murder trial. I will only forgive you for the murder trial if you give me Hamilton tickets and come on our podcast. Oh, the funny thing is I was about to say, I can forgive you for that because the- Dear Theodosia is such a good song. <laughs> much higher standards than you. (laughs) All right. And then just when you think that's the most crackpot theory I'm going to tell you, you're fucking wrong because it's this one. Oh my God. The female stranger is Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to go on this ghost tour. (laughs) So this theory goes that Napoleon was either trying to escape his banishment and eventual death by passing as a woman and traveling to America or he was finally living his truth as a homosexual man and was traveling in disguise to avoid undue scrutiny from the notoriously homophobic culture at the time. So he was the female stranger traveling with his special male friend. I, I've been reading the Japanese manga The Rose of Versailles, mm-hmm. which also has cross-dressing, and so I'm on board with this. It gets better. He and his male companion slash lover took refuge at Gadsby's, hoping to resume their journey, but given the circumstances around his death, Napoleon swore everyone to secrecy rather than reveal that he dressed as a woman. And it. that is Gadsby's Tavern. How fucking good. I like it. I loved it. That's great. Again, go listen to the Believer Skeptic podcast if you want to hear more stories about what happened to Theodosia Burr. But, oh my God. How could I not, right? That's, We I have like to it. go on this ghost tour. We have to go on We have to tour. go on this ghost tour. I'll even try to drink that beer even though I don't really like beer. I will drink that beer. I will drink part I, of that beer. I, I will finish your beer. Thank I, you can be iffy on beer, but I will I will commit to this. I can be okay because on dark beers. I, I will commit to the the beer drinking and the ghost beer tour. drink the port city beer drinking and the ghost tour because 
this is a great story. No it's matter, so no good. matter, no matter how you shake it, like no matter what the result is, it's no a matter good story. who's in that tomb, it's a great story. It's a good, yeah. So thank you for coming on this spoopy journey with us. Yes, we appreciate that you listen, and we now have a rough plan for our anniversary. So and like that, we were like, yeah, we can talk about this later, but we kind of hashed it out. We in did. This episode. So we're gonna do this as a placeholder while mm-hmm. we figure out when we go visit that Stanton. Because I just decided we're not gonna post a Twitter poll. We're going to the one in Stanton because it's a short, yeah. well, shortish drive, and we can. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. So you we know, can go on a Friday, come back on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Totally exactly. nice. Totally doing it. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. We don't know who you people are, but we love every single one of you. Check us out on the internet at Spoop Hour, Twitter and Instagram, spoophour at gmail.com, the internets. Where Lin-Manuel Miranda, you can email us and tell us about... Lin-Manuel Miranda, I will tell you my last name. Yeah. We will tell you her last name if you give us more information about the first murder case, and the then, first murder trial in uh, America, no, and also about, Why about Theodosia Burr. Yeah, we've got thoughts. We've got thoughts and questions, and right. we feel like you would know. You or would you know. know the people who would know. Pardon me, do you know about Aaron Burr, sir? You can do the whole thing, right, the wrapping of the Thomas I, Jefferson. I can. Or not Thomas Jefferson. You mean when he's Lafayette? Lafayette. I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with blood stains, and I'm never gonna stop until I make him drive and burn him up and scatter the remains. I watch me engaging him, escaping him, enraging him. I I go to France for more funds. I come back with more guns and ships, and so the balance shifts. Anyway, See, it's not important. It's not important. Thanks for joining us on this horrible, <laughs> spoopy journey. I'm sorry, I'm bad at rapping. Hey everybody, we are the Derailers, Goobs, Ripkin, and Jenny Bean, and you can join us once every week for a brand new derailment. It includes sidetracking, randomness, we just can't stay on topic. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Derailers. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Derailers!